Hi, this is Anna, and this is Check It at the Roundtable, where we discuss movies, books, music, and stuff. Today, we are discussing Bad Buddy, episode 11 of the Ty BL drama series. We have one final episode airing next week, and I have no idea what my hair looks like. I have a horn poking out because of the background. Anyway, it's been a bad day for my hair, and I've just decided... I'm not fighting anymore. Let it go free. It's okay. So anyway, if Anna's hair looks like it has a pokey at the top, it doesn't. It's just, I don't know, something weird with Zoom and humidity. So anyway, moving on. Back away from the hair right now. All right. Episode 11. This episode was absolutely beyond awesome. I had really, really kind of stressed about this episode because I'm I'm really into this series if anyone hasn't picked up from that from the last podcast. But usually GMMTV makes episodes 11 dive bomb. Also, the director of this episode is Piaf. I might be mispronouncing his name. I'm sorry. I'm not very good with Thai names at the, at yet. But anyway, Piaf directed this one. He also directed A Thousand Stars. I think that's one reason this is so darn good. No offense, but it really is. But anyway, episode 11 of this series was not a dive bomb at all. Now, I do have to say the last scene was frustrating, but still, this was not a dive bomb episode. In this episode, Pat decides that he's had enough. I think... One of the things I like best about Pat is it's like he is, I mean, both Pat and Pratt are like amazing kids. And I know they're not kids. I realize they're 21, but for their parents, they're kids. Okay. And they are always trying to do the right thing as much as possible. And I love how in this episode, Pat is like, you know, we can't fix this. Your dad, my mom years of not being able to say what you're really thinking, building up, it's not working. We're leaving. We're going somewhere else where, you know, our parents may never get along, but maybe there are other people who will get along with us. So he basically loads up with Pran on a bus and they go back to the zero waste community they were at the year before for the architecture group outing. He ends up landing with Pran And they go to the beach and he pretends to throw his SIM card in the ocean, but he does take it out of his phone because he says, you know what? We're literally basically going off grid for a while. We don't need to have our parents trying to call us. They know that we're not going to be doing something stupid and we just don't need that in our lives right now. So he and Pram both pretend to throw their SIM cards into the ocean. And the thing that I think is so funny about this episode is... Pat pretends to throw it away, and then Pran pretends to throw his SIM card away as well. And then Pat says, oh my goodness, did you really throw your SIM card away? That is expensive. That's linked to basically your cell phone plan. And he's like, you know, the thing that I don't get about you, Pat, is I know you so well. Of course I didn't throw my SIM card away because I know you didn't either. And so they basically have this little joke between them about knowing each other really well. So anyway, they have this moment on the beach. At the same time, Pran tells Pat, he says, you know, I don't need to get rid of my SIM card. Just being with you makes me feel like I am free of everything that has pent up for years and years. I also would strongly urge, 
anyone who is watching Bad Buddy to go check out Insomniac Preacher's videos on abuse related to this series. It is a three minute video, but it is very, very good look at abuse. And what we really don't wanna label as abuse or is abuse. With, I think with Bad Buddy, the thing that I like most about the series is number one, we have a couple that consider each other equally. And what I mean by that is, I don't care whether we're talking about a BO or a rom-com or, you know, whatever kind of film. It's very weird to find couples that think of each other as equals. Now, I don't mean that bad at all to rom-coms, to other BLs, but usually there's one person that usually thinks they're somewhat the person in charge, if you will. And I don't mean it weird, but for those of us who are kind of high-functioning autistic and really logical, it doesn't make a lot of sense for it to be unequal in a relationship. And I think the thing that I like most about the Bad Buddy series is you have two people who are very young. I mean, let's face it, in the storyline, these characters are 20 years old. In real life, the actors are 21, and they did a phenomenal job. I'm just saying, amazing job for Nanon and Om. Absolutely fantastic. Of course, I know they've been acting for years, but still, this is a phenomenal piece that they should definitely get kudos for. Awards, you name it, they should have it. But moving on, the thing that I think is interesting about this series, and the reason I like it most of pretty much any series I've seen, except I have to say, I love Amwan, and I also really, really like Fighting Mr. Second. I mean, those two are like the ones that you just go back to if you're a BL drama person and you really just like good drama in general where people consider each other equally. And so anyway, but this one is going right on the shelf as it were, if we could have DVDs of it, that would be wonderful. I'm having this, I can buy a Nong doll though. I've thought about it, but at $70 and shipping it from the Philippines, I have no idea what that costs, but probably not especially since there's a waiting list but I'll think about it I'm thinking that'd be a wonderful gift for the kitties that you know in your lives I mean Christmas would be taken care of give everyone non dolls I don't know but anyway at $70 maybe not U.S. dollar equivalent in Philippine dollars it's something else which I don't remember at this point in time because it's late I need another coffee but anyway moving on but the thing about this series is they consider each other as equals. Also, if there is any problem that they face, they surmount it. Instead of breaking apart every step of the way in this series, they come together. That's why I'm having a big problem with the last scene in this series, just so everyone knows I'm going to be kind of ranting here in a little while. But anyway, so Pat Pran on the beach. Pat is feeling free for probably the first time in his life because he doesn't have people breathing down his neck, as we say, where I come from. And, you know, I totally get parents having to suggest things to their kids when the kid does something stupid. And we all do something stupid at some point in our life, whether you're, you know, 15 or 42. I mean, I can just think this week of several things that I did that were kind of stupid, but they weren't terrible. I mean, you know, I learned from them. I moved on and usually just involved me needing to set a timer because I forgot the soup. But anyway, 
which reminds me, I've got the soup in the microwave. I probably need to go take care of that, but I'll do that later. But the thing that I think is troublesome is sometimes parents get upset for reasons that make sense that could harm their child. And sometimes they get upset for really, really stupid reasons. In this case with the Bad Buddy series, Pran's parent, his mom, hates Pat's dad because Pat's dad took her scholarship because he told the teacher that she didn't want to go to university. Now, for viewers, maybe it's just me, but why didn't she march herself in at 18 and tell the teacher, you know what, so-and-so lied and I do want that university scholarship. I'm just saying it's really kind of not working for Anna on that front. So anyway, Pran's mother hates Pat's dad and Pat's dad is a scum-sucking pig because he shouldn't have done that to Pran's mother. I will be the first to admit two wrongs do not make a right on this deal. But what happened was after that, they decided to try to pit their children against each other for years and years. It didn't really work because in the end, you know, they became a couple despite their parents. But at the end of the day, Pat and Pran have decided to go to the beach, try to deal with this situation with their parents by some distance. And the first night they conk. The other thing that I am really appreciate about this series is we don't have a lot of passionate scenes, if we want to call it that, that some BLs have that I don't review on this podcast, but we don't have those scenes. I could sit down and watch this series with any age of kid. Now, you might want to skip a couple parts. You might not. I mean, it really would be up to you on that, but it would all be PG rated or PG 13 rated at most. And honestly, it would be PG. But the thing that I really like about this series is Pat and Fran have been dating for, you know, since the last year we know because that was when the architecture group came, but they, and they do sleep together often with Nongdal, but nothing happens throughout that whole period. So I do like that because Pran is kind of the person who, because of what's happened in his life, Pran had Pat, he was shipped off to boarding school. So he has a bunch of, I would say, they both deal with, what was the word? It's escaping me now fear of losing one another. And also Pran, I totally get because Pran is one of those people who he really has to gauge someone for a while before he trusts them completely in any type of relationship. So Pran is not going to be doing anything but sleeping with Pat for a while until he knows Pat better. So they land at the beach Uncle Tong, the guy who runs the Zero Waste um, Island town, he gives them a room to stay in. He says, you know what? Usually teenagers come here to heal by the beach because they've had something happen or to get hot by the beach in a suntan. So, you know, either way, you guys can stay here, relax and stay calm, you know, be yourselves. And so that's how they end up getting settled there. The next day, Uncle Tong has them go to the fishing village and help with the nets and catch fish. They come home with a fish that is their payment for their work that day. And Pat is trying to scale the fish. And Pran says, you don't know how to scale a fish, Pat. Let me do this job. And Junior, the little boy who is, I think, Uncle Tong's nephew, is there helping them in the outdoor kitchen. And 
Junior looks at Pat and he says, you can't cook at all. He says, no, I can't cook at all, but my lover can cook a lot. And he cooks me all kinds of things. And, and Junior looks at him and goes, your lover, I feel sorry for, because he would have to do all the, or he or she would have to do all the cooking. And that's, that's a lot of work for you. And Pat says, well, I do nice things for them. So it, it works out. And Fran's sitting there scaling the fish, trying to not lose his composure laughing because Pat is being so ornery. And the little boy junior says, well, what, what things do you do to make up for the fact that you can't cook? And he says, I, I do things that are secret. I can tell you when you're older. <laughs> and Pran is sitting there going, oh, this is interesting. This is just, you know, interesting. So anyway, they end up cooking the fish. After several attempts, it takes three to cook one fish because, yeah. So anyway, they cook the fish, they eat the fish. That evening, they go to the pub and have a beer and do some work at the same time. And then they come back and Pat finds out that he can stay there permanently with Pran if they'd want to, working for someone there in the village as fishermen and also at the pub, I think. And Pran does want to go home. He, I think Pran really just wants to make sure that he can keep everyone happy. That's kind of Pran's modus operandi. In his entire life, it really hasn't ever been about Pran. It's been about trying to take care of his mom, trying to take care of his dad, trying to take care of both of them, trying to make sure that his friends are okay. That is Pran's modus operandi. And you know, it's really good to take care of other people. I think that in life, that's kind of what we are here for is to take care of those we care about well. The only problem with this, this thing is sometimes those we care for aren't worthy of the care. That doesn't mean that they're bad people. It doesn't mean that they've you know done terrible things. It just means that you have to decide sometimes in your life that if you continue to care for some people in a dysfunctional relationship, you won't be there to care for the people that you are meant to care for in a healthy relationship. And those in the future that you might have not have even met, but because you're in this dysfunctional situation, you can't help, you can't be there for. And it takes a great deal of courage to get out of that kind of situation. And I think Pran is trying to balance that. He's trying to balance the fact that he is in a healthy relationship with Pat. He does get along with him well. He's the only person in the world that he feels comfortable with in any type of situation. And if they have an obstacle, they do face it together, which let's face it, Pran has not seen that in his entire life, except with Pat. And also, I think Pat helps him see the lighter side of life. He helps him joke and play in ways that Pran wouldn't normally do because Pran is so emotionally repressed. Again, you should check out Insomniac Preacher's video. It's amazing. But anyway, so Pran is trying to deal with the fact that he does eventually want to go home. And Pat's sitting there going, you know, I like the beach. We could just stay here ad infinitum and have a good life together without our crazy families. And I do get both sides of that coin because I'm going, you know, the families might never be happy. And is it really worth going back and being with people who are totally self-absorbed and 
not going to help you have good relationships because they didn't have good relationships. And so therefore you break up your nice relationships so that they can be happy and okay with the fact that they were terrible people. I don't think that's a good plan. And it's not a good lesson to teach these dysfunctional people. I don't care if they are Patton Brand's parents. So anyway, that's the issue they're having. And at the end of the day, Pat walks off kind of upset because he doesn't know how to deal with the fact that Pran wants to go back home. So Pran follows him and he says, I told so-and-so that we would be working here full-time. And he says, you did? And he's like, you, you did? I didn't think you wanted to stay here. He says, well, I want to be where you are. And if this is where you are, then this is where I want to be. And so they basically have a moment there where they're just kind of sitting. And he says, you know, that's, that's what you need to know. And at the end of the day, Pat says, well, I, I want to go to work, of course, but tonight we're going to drink together. And he's like, you want to drink together tonight, Pat? He says, well, that's our honeymoon. And the thing I think is interesting is in Thailand, it is not legal for same-sex couples to marry. That's not possible. In Amwa, I believe they go to New York to get married, but we don't know that at the end of the story, but I read online that that's what happens at the end of the story. So anyway, but they end up going to, you, to New York to get a civil marriage there and then coming back to Thailand as a married couple for Pideen and Farm. Also, I believe Porsche and Arm have been married for over a decade. Yay, I think it's great when anyone makes it over a decade. I'm like, awesome, but anyway, I'm sure they also did not get married in Thailand with the civil service because it's not allowed there. So anyway, but even if Pat and Pran wanted to get married, they couldn't get married in Thailand. And also there's this whole school of thought that is it really a governmental decision whether people decide to be married or not? I mean, when you think about it, it's kind of weird, but I too get that there are legal benefits to being a married couple in the eyes of the government. And so there, there are some valid points for either side of that argument. And this is not a podcast on the pros and cons to that. But anyway, they have decided they're going to have their honeymoon there. And so they go out for the drinking. And that is, I think, my favorite scene of the whole series so far. I'm hoping that my favorite, favorite scene comes in episode 12 but we haven't hit it yet. And right now it looks like a bloody disaster. So I'm kind of dreading, hoping that it gets better than it looks in the preview. That's all I'm saying. I'm like, JMTV hasn't had a dive bomb episode final yet that I've seen, but this is kind of giving me the vibe that it could be a first. I'm really hoping I'm wrong. But anyway, so they're out drinking on the beach and they have not been messing around at all. And that's what I use for words for things that are not PG rated material. So they have not been messing around their entire honeymoon. They've just been clunking, working, eating, chatting. That's That's been what they've been doing. But anyway, they're drinking beers together on the beach. And it's at this point that Pat says, I have an idea. Why don't we play a game where I answer you a quick quiz and you answer and then whoever doesn't answer fast enough has to drink their beer quicker. And Pran is like, you just always have to compete at something, don't you? And anyway, Pat says, okay, first question, what do you want to be when you graduate? What do you want to do? And he's like, 
are you a life coach? What is, what is up with this bat? And he says, well, I want to be an interior designer and I want to also be a musician. That's what I like to be when I graduate. And he says, what about you, Pat? And Pat says, well, I'm probably going to be taking over the family business and I'd like to listen to your music. And my friend's like, I didn't ask you if you wanted to listen to my music, Pat. I asked you, you know, what you wanted to do. And then he says, so why, why do you like me, Pran? What is it about me that you like? And he says, I like that you suck. And he's like, Pat's like, you know, I, that's not really what I wanted to hear. And he says, well, I like that you're a gangster. You go in and you stick your nose where it doesn't belong, but you do help a lot of people. And I like that even though you suck, you do so for the good reasons. And I think that's cool. And he says, what about you? What, what do you like about me, Pat? And Pat says, well, I like that you are picky. You're picky about everything, food, how the restroom is cleaned. You know, it doesn't matter. You're just picky. But the other thing I like is we have been through a lot together. We've been through good times. We've been through bad times. We've been through situations that we understand because we both went through it together. And that's what I like about you, Pran, over everything else. I like that we share that, the good times, the bad times, the, the laughter, the anger, you name it. We share that because of our past that we had together. It's at this point that Pran says, wow, that, that's an answer that most people would be squealing by now if they heard. And he says, well, what do you think, Pat or Pran? You're the one who I'm talking to. You're the one it's about. And he says, well, and he said, I do have one other question, Pran. He says, can I kiss you? And Pran's like, it's my turn to ask a question, Pat. And he's like, well, I, I just wanted to ask that question, Pran. And it's at this point that Pran kisses Pat and they have a romantic moment that's kind of on par with the rooftop scene except not as depressing at the end if you know what I mean because I mean at the end of the rooftop scene when Pran was in a total heap of tears running to his room thinking that his life had ended Pat was sitting there going I didn't realize I liked Pran all these years anyway so that was not as a good ending of this the next day we wake up to Pat and Pran and you know I think Pat as this relationship develops has traded Nongdong for Pran. I mean, no offense, but at the end of the day, Pran is sleeping there by Pat, and Pat is just completely conked with his head and his arm, and it's like, like Nongdong. I mean, no offense, I'm sitting there going, you know, as this relationship progresses, it's kind of funny to see that people really don't change, they just develop new habits. So anyway, they've had a romantical evening, and have a bit of a discussion on that. But again, it's nothing really serious. And the other thing that I think is very refreshing for viewers, and several people commented on this, is we do not have a discussion as to roles in a relationship. And I'm keeping this kid friendly, but I get really exasperated about that. And I'm not the only one. There are a lot of people on YouTube that get exasperated. And this is why I don't watch certain BLs. But I really like in this one that we don't have that. We just have two people waking up, chatting, being known to all, and that's kind of it. Also, at the end of the scene, Pat wakes up and he realizes that Pran is gone and he is 
you can tell he's freaked. He has concern. I think he thinks that maybe Pran just left. And he gets up and he goes and walks out and he sees that Pran is on the beach with the guitar, with his shoes kicked off in the sand. And he's just smiling because he's like, that's Pran. And I think that is kind of cool because it's like Pran has spent his whole life being rather pent up about everything. And he's finally with someone who he's like, I can go play the guitar. I can go be on the beach. I can kick off my shoes and I can just be without worrying that someone's going to judge me and be at peace. At the end of the day, they go to the pub again because they have decided that they are going to go home. Um, Pran comes in with a couple shirts from the pub and puts one on Pat and he says, I think this will look really nice. And, and as he's putting the shirt on, buttoning up for Pat, Pat grabs his hand and says, I want to thank you. I want to thank you for trying to make someone who's such a crazy silly person as me happy. And he says, I want to thank you because no matter what battle we face, we always face it together. And that is something that I really appreciate. I do think Pat is kind of a cavalier character. He doesn't come off as someone who's very deep at all. And he's not very deep, but he does have the ability to sit there and go, I have something valuable and I'm going to let that person know that I know this is valuable. And I think, you know, that's a really good thing. I know for years, I was a very quiet person and I didn't really talk too much. It wasn't that I was shy. That wasn't my problem. I was reserved and there were some really good reasons for that, that I have worked through and become a much better person, especially after a couple of boba teas. But anyway, <laughs> the thing that I realized is after losing some people in my life to death, to circumstances, etc., sometimes we don't get another chance to tell people how we feel. Sometimes that may be the last visit we have. And if it is our last time, even if it's not, letting people know that they're valued, letting people know that you care about them, whether that's, you know, your friend, whether that's your work colleague, whether that's your significant other, whether that's your kid, just sitting there and going, I care. I'm so glad you're in my life. And I want you to know that I really do appreciate you being here. Your presence is amazing. Even something like that, that can really make a difference. And I love this scene where Pat just basically grabs Pran's hands and says, I thank you for caring about somebody who's silly and crazy like me and for facing battles together. At the end of the day, Pran sings his song at the pub that he had started writing about what it means to be in love. And I will drop a link in the description to that music video. It's awesome. Manon did the song. He does a fabulous job. I mean, no offense. He can act. He can sing. He is a renaissance man, as it were. So anyway, great job, Manon. I'm sure you're not listening to this podcast, but fabulous job. So anyway, so they decide to go home. And they have this moment where they're sitting there as the song is ending and you kind of see these flashbacks. You see Ink and Pa together having just kind of fun with selfies. <laughs> going, eh, bleh, bleh, you know, <laughs> I'm going, you know, they're an interesting couple. I think they'll last. But anyway, you have Ink and Pa having their, I wouldn't call it a romantic moment. I would call it a 
fun time on a weekend. I don't know. So anyway, you have them and you basically have this moment where they flash back to their first time at the beach where Pat says, have you ever wondered what it would be like if our parents didn't fight? And you see Pat and Ink kind of having fun and you see why and I forgot the other name, Corn. And I've always kind of, I mean, I don't remember when they would be a weird couple, but wouldn't it be odd if they did end up together? I mean, they have such strong emotions for each other. It's kind of weird, no offense. I'm like, they could end up together. They could not end up together, who knows? So anyway, you have them having a beer and then you go to basically, what would it be like if our families didn't fight? And you see, Pran laughing with his mom with his head in her lap just going, and you see Pat with his family just laughing and then you see both of them at Pran's house eating food and just being themselves and then you switch back to real life where they're both standing there their houses are next to each other and they're by themselves now Pan's on the one side Pat's on the other and Pat is just losing it he has tears running down his face and you can tell his his he's his demeanor he's not able to keep a strong face on this deal and he's looking at Pat and he says Repran and he says well we're gonna go home now and he knows that that means they're going to break up probably because they can't be together and be with their families I mean it's one of those things where it's going to be one or the other I'm reminded of Miss Potter where Amelia says, I would trample my mother, not recommending trampling mothers, don't get me wrong here. I'm simply saying, sometimes it's okay to defy your parents if your parents make really stupid decisions. This is one of those times. And we're not endorsing any kind of behavior on this podcast, I'm just saying. As a random non-specific example, Pat and Pran deciding to go home and break up is a really bad decision. So they're going home, Pat, is crying, his lip is losing, it's, he's just wiggling his lip like he's about ready to lose it. And interestingly enough, Pran is keeping his composure and he says, good luck, buddy. And that's how this episode ends. We don't know at this point what it's going to have happened for episode 12. I haven't seen Beam TV torch episode 12 before. I'm hoping this is not a first. But anyway, that airs next week. Friday, if you're in the U.S. at, let me think here, I'm terrible with time zones and conversions. It airs in the evening of Friday, if you're in Asia, and it airs at around nine o'clock, and it airs at around 9.15 in the U.S. in the a.m., if you're in the East Coast. So anyway, I will definitely be tuning in to see the finale but I am very tentative because I have seen the preview. And if you haven't seen my podcast on what I thought of that, like 30 second preview, it's pretty good rant. But basically it seems like Pat and Pram decide to break up. Now, whether they really decide to break up or just break up because I'm sorry, my, my, yeah, I don't know what's going on here. My Google's telling me something. Oh, it's telling me to go to bed. I need a reminder sometimes. Anyway, but so they have decided to break up or tell their parents and their friends that they have broken up. They go finish their college degrees and Ink 
being the matchmaker that she is, suggests that Pat should go to the reunion for their class. Mm -hmm. I love Ink. I mean, no offense, Ink is awesome. She always is so helpful with things when people need a good nudge. So I hope that she is successful in her matchmaking endeavors because I think everyone watching Bad Buddy would agree that Pat and Pran really should be together, no matter what their parents think. Yeah, they might have to go live on the beach in the zero waste community, but is that really a bad idea? I don't know. So anyway, that is my review of episode 11 of Bad Buddy, the Taiwanese BL drama series. You can check this out on GMNT's channel. I have also compiled a playlist of all of it with English subtitles and the related music videos. So you can just play through at your leisure. Check it at the round table. Bye.